This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Philly Sedam, your host James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, May the 19th, this week I'm off. A thrilling Phillies victory last night over the Marlins, no less. The kind of game that it feels like the Marlins usually win against the Phillies, not the other way around. The Phillies just uh, surprised you last night. You know, early on, it looks like the same old Phillies, lackadaisical, not grinding out of bats, playing Poor defense. Um, the only one who was really kind of you know, keeping him the game, we'll dive into the whole game start to finish, but Zach Wheeler was, was just magnificent yet again. I mean, just dominant last night. And kept him in the game. The Phillies go down a run. They claw back and tie it. It felt like pulling teeth to score a run. So many runners left on base uh, just consistently throughout the game. And then the Marlins take another lead, and it just feels hopeless. And then all of a sudden, the Phillies go eighth, nuts in the eighth, and and shut it down the ninth, and went eight to three. And we'll dive into you know the whole game, top to bottom. But it was just a uh, a really awesome win, and an unexpected win. Again, you know we all know you know anyone listening to this is a. A diehard Phillies fan. We all know what it's been like with the Marlins the last few years. It's just, it's like a curse almost. It's just unbelievable. This team that, you know, for the most part in most of the matchups over the last few years has been the less talented team has just owned the Phillies. And particularly in an important series that, that matter, um, it's just been, it's been a house of horrors, whether it's here in, in Florida. And, um, I saw that the Phillies last time the Phillies won a series, um, uh, I believe I saw Johnny Heller tweet that the last time the Phillies won a series against the Marlins that mattered, you know, that wasn't when, uh, when teams were eliminated was April of 2019, I believe, which is crazy. So, you know, we all know how, how bad the, uh, the Phillies have been against the Marlins. It's just been a, a disaster. And I can think of multiple games. Obviously, the 19-11 one is you know, the first pass of mine. But multiple games against the Marlins that were just disastrous losses. Losses like last night was for the Marlins. Yeah. A little tastier on medicine. How's it feel? <laughs> you know, it was, it was nice to have the shoe on the other foot last night being our foot you know for once it was awesome and again a a really exciting win and a game where you know to to the point i made earlier for the first seven innings of the game essentially i'm i'm thinking about you know 
talking on this show to you today and how how annoyed I am with the Phillies and you know the the how after the whole Segura Girardi thing in Dunedin against Toronto and um, you know if if Girardi's angry frustration showing post game and all that 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 if that couldn't jumpstart the team a little bit it was. I, I was frustrated. I was upset. I was like, how do you come home at home against the Marlins and play like this? And, you know, obviously everyone except Zach Wheeler, who, again, was magnificent. We'll get into it. But, um, you know, that's what I thought I was going to be talking about because it really didn't feel like that they were just going to lose the game. It did. It did. It felt like a loss. It felt like such a stone-cold Phillies loss. And to see them win it, and to win it the way they did with big hits from unlikely guys and – you know, uh, uh, finding a way to grind out a massive inning when you needed it. All of a sudden, two strike hits and tough at bats. And, you know, the the team we hadn't seen all night shows up for an inning and they win the game. And, look, obviously you, you need them to be more consistent and show up more innings. You know, that's been a big problem with this offense is they are prone to the, the, when they do score runs, it's usually in, in bunches and then, they lack that ability to, to grind innings, grind at bats, you know, keep chipping away, keep adding runs. Um, so, you know, obviously that's that's something you you have an eye out for and, and you're hoping that we get better in that department. But look, last night they needed a big inning and they got it and they scored seven in the eighth. And, and it was massive and it was awesome to see again because it really did feel like a loss. And um, coming off uh, to the point I just made, coming off that, that series in Toronto where you know, and we put so much of the attention on the the Sunday loss, the you know Chase Anderson disastrous start, the the Segura obviously the Segura Girardi thing, the bad defense, but we also didn't really give enough you know talk about how how horrible they were on Saturday as well, and and what a lifeless effort it was. Again, ton of strikeouts, no grinding out at bats horrible defense to the point where again that's that's the after that game where Girardi made the catch the ball comment and you know the uh you know that kind of stuff can't happen at this level comment uh and then the Sunday stuff you know again I I would have been I would have been really disappointed if that game played out last night like I thought it was going to honestly frankly I have to I'm gonna be real that's why that was gonna happen I was surprised the Phillies surprised me last night in in a very good way and does it mean anything moving forward? I don't know. There's still, as we've talked about, have a lot of, uh, of flaws on a roster level and stuff. But what what it can mean is if they can, you know, kind of use what happened against Toronto and then use this game last night as as a launching point and can start to play some consistent baseball and win some games, you know, in a row and win like big. You win series in a row, multiple series in a row. You know, then we can start to to get excited. But but still, um, it was a big win last night. Again, they're at home. You know, so you need those wins. We still need to see them be better on the road to really buy in on this team. But last night certainly, again, a game that that anytime you get one of those games that the last few years they lose and they don't lose, it, it gives you hope in some perspective. You know, it's 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 good to see. All right, let's dive into the the full game itself, and then we'll you know get into to what's coming up and all that other stuff. All right, uh, looking back to last night, it obviously uh, certainly begins with Zach Wheeler. Wheeler was 
Again, Matt, actually, quickly, before we begin with Zach Wheeler, I should mention that the roster moves prior to the game, a couple notable ones. Archie Bradley back. We would see him in the game. We'll get to that. Um, Ronald Torres back on the roster. And when we see that roster from prior to the game, it goes in one eye out the other, so to speak. Um, don't let it. Uh, we'll get back to that as well. Uh, King Reaper on the 10-day concussion list. Didi uh, finally placed on the IL, which makes sense. You know, he'd missed a few games. I was, again, I mentioned this before, but surprised they didn't put him on the IL for that Sunday game and bring someone else up. So he had another play instead of Harper, who was, you know, obviously hurt and couldn't swing and all that. But um, regardless, Didi finally goes on the IL. And uh, also JoJo transferred the 60-day IL as unfortunately he will... Uh, be needing Tommy John surgery, and uh, not a surprise from you know the 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 forearm issues and the velocity issues he's had, and certainly just the way he hasn't looked like himself, like the JoJo we saw at times last year. We didn't see that um, as much, so you know it's it's definitely a shame. But you know you hope you can get the the Tommy John surgery, which a lot of people have successfully, obviously these days, and um and be back better than ever. Um, but heading into the game, again, two of those roster moves will matter. The Archie one mattered, but I, I, who would have think that the Ronald Reyes one would matter more, at least for last night. Um, so, again, uh, wild game last night. As uh, Look, Zach Wheeler again. Uh, you know, I keep singing his praises, and I, I feel like it, even that is not enough to do it justice. It was just awesome. Seven innings, gives up one run. It was unearned. But Wheeler was just, you know, absolutely brilliant you know seven innings the one unearned run five hits no walks 10 strikeouts for wheeler just another in a line of dominant starts this season you know he has had you know what i think four just magnificent starts you know high level ace outings um a two five two era on the season um he's really just been fantastic 66 strikeouts um, on the season in 60 innings. I mean, that's that's top-notch. Um, only 13 walks, 66 strikeouts to 13 walks. Um, all the, the numbers you hope to see, the whip is .99. All the stuff you hope to see is there. I mean, Wheeler's been all you could ask for and uh, just really, truly fantastic um, for the Phils. Goes seven um, and, again, was just awesome. Keeps him in the game. Uh, did give up that on and run, but then uh, ultimately the Phillies do tie it as Wheeler gets through the top of the seventh. Phillies just getting nothing going offensively. Just um, it's surprising though in a game they didn't strike out much. They only struck out four times, which for the Phillies is like a a miracle. I mean, this is a team that's striking out twenty seven percent of the time. They step up to the plate to, to only strike out four times is you know statistically a a shock. Um, but we're unable to get much going until that beginning. Uh, only scored a run on a sacrifice fly. Uh, Nick Maton uh, able to get on, kind of maneuver his way around the bases. As uh, and look, the prior to this, let's let's note, you know, the Phillies had a ton of chances. You know, this was not a situation where the Phillies couldn't score runs uh, because they didn't do anything. They had base runners. You know, they did have opportunities. Left multiple guys on in multiple innings. First and second, it felt like the first two or three of the game. In the sixth, uh, had a real chance. Harper singled. Uh, Bohm uh, hits one that what should have been a double off the wall and right. Ends up getting thrown out at second. It would have been second, third, one out, and set it third. Two outs, Marlins get out of it. That was, look, um, I, uh, I, 
I understand why Bohm went. It was a, it's a double. It should be a double, but the ball just carried perfectly the right fielder, and and it was, you know, he, he got gunned down. Uh, I get why he went. Uh, you know, I, I think in that situation, the extra base is probably not worth it. You got to tie the game. You're down one nothing, um, so you don't want the guy on third with two outs. So I think you don't push it. So I think ultimately it was probably more of a mistake than not, but I, I get it. You know, it it should have been a double. It was an unlucky bounce. It seemed to happen for Alec Bohm in every situation all year. He did have a big hit coming up in the eighth we'll get to, but really just a, um, you know, a, uh, man, a, uh, a, a tough a tough season so far for Bomer. Um, they get to the seventh, they score. Nick Maytime was able to take second on a wild pitch. Uh, Brad Miller, a grounder, um, Beats it out with a slide. They reviewed it. Uh, He was called out. They reviewed it. It was so clear he was safe. It took like three minutes to review it. I don't know what they were looking at. Ultimately, he is called safe. Uh, McCutcheon, the the sack fly. Phillies don't get another, and that's 1-1. Then we get to the next inning, and Jose Alvarado comes in, and he just didn't have it last night. Only gets two outs, ends up giving up a two-run home run to Jazz Chisholm. Chisholm is fantastic. That kid is, is really, really good. Uh, there was a stat going around last night. He's the only player in baseball who has hit a home run off a 100-mile-per-hour pitch this season, uh, 100 mile or more, and he's done it twice. So that's that's pretty wild and took that high heat from Alvarado and just swatted it in the right field. It was wild to see. Very impressive. Uh, gave him a 3-1 lead, and again, at that point, it's really, you know, you just you feel like, all right, that was it. It's the Marlins. That was the the, the blow. You know, they they claw tooth and nail to get a run they you know manufacture a run with a sack fly and base running and wild pitches and all that and then uh ultimately uh, you know the chisel and two-run shot i was like all right well yep that makes sense Archie bradley came in uh to bail out of the inning gets one out and we'll ultimately get the win because then the bottom of the eighth happens and the phillies go nuts it was again so unexpected and just just so fun to watch as uh, the Phillies ultimately load the bases. A uh, couple big things in there. Uh, first and foremost, Odubarara, please stop signing in first base. Please. He was. He didn't even, there wasn't even a throw in this one, but I was like a bouncer nibbler into the infield. He ends up getting there first and third. Um, but uh, uh, stop signing in first base. Stop, 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 stop. He does it every time. It's driving me crazy. Anytime there's a potentially close play there, it's, it's, I stop. It's not quicker, man. It's not. Brad Miller slid, and it actually was like the one of the few times I've ever seen his slide make sense first, and he was safe. But for the most part, we all know, everyone knows, it's faster to run through the base. Okay. Um, but then Andrew Knapp, uh, wasn't a bat. Um, starts 2 is able to battle back, foul off some pitches, ends up getting a walk, which allows... The greatest Philly in the history of the Phillies, Nick Maton, stepped to the plate. Maton stepped to the plate, laces one in the right field, first pitch, RBI single. Only one scores because he hit it so hard. But uh, uh, after, uh, so Reese Hoskins left the inning with a single two, a nice piece of it in there by Reese. That was that was big. Um, then Bomer, uh, Bomer uh, ends up coming through uh, earlier in the inning as well with the double there, which ends up making it. Second one out as Hoskins came around to score. Then Oduba had that little dribbler first and third. Knapp ends up just drawing an awesome walk. Again, really an impressive at bat, and that allowed Maton to come up and smash that single to right. The Phillies take a 3-3 three to three tie game. Finally, we're tied up, and uh, and you're, you're still exciting them to somehow not 
score anymore, especially because the aforementioned Ronald Torres is stepping to the plate. Torres on the roster for defensive purposes, not an offensive guy, not someone you want up in a big spot, and certainly not the first day back after, you know, being out for as long as he has. And what does Ronald Torres do? Ronald Torres comes through in the biggest of ways, just rips one into left field, kind of a uh, high pitch, was able to kind of stroke it up there into uh, into left field. A double scores two, five to three. Ronald Torres, who saw the Ronald Torres game coming? Uh, then that was uh, just the beginning of the floodgates for the Phillies after that, as then uh, Gene Segura infield single scores a run. Harper comes to the plate, rips one into right with the bases loaded, scores two. It's eight to three. That's where it would finish. Uh, the Phillies would go on to close it out. Hector Neris comes in to, to close out the ninth. I look, I understand that Neris was warming up when they took the lead. So I don't know if there's a situation of once he's warmed up, you may as well use him if it's a lower leverage situation. I don't know that. I don't. He didn't throw a ton of pitches or anything like that, but. I don't know. You know, once you take the 8-3 lead, it almost feels like throw someone else in there if it's going to you know, ruin your chance to use Naris more. But again, I, I don't know the situation. Maybe it's something where since Naris is already warming up, it made sense to do it. I don't know. I'll, I'll trust them there. But ultimately, uh, happy to see it get closed out. A clean, easy inning for Naris 2Ks, and the Phillies win it. 8-3, just, again, such an unexpected win. Such an unexpected when uh, we also had two fans run out on the field, by the way, last night, which, you know, is so dumb. It's such a dumb tradition in sports. But I will say after the second fan ran out, it was right before the Phillies went nuts. That was when, you know, seven straight or nine straight guys, whatever, seven straight guys were each, seven runs scored, nine straight guys were each, whatever it was. It was nuts. It was nuts. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for, for fans running on the field. I'm generally against it. Um, all right. Uh, but again, it was uh, it was a really nice win and an unexpected one. Uh, again, I really I know I said this, but I just it just didn't feel like they had it. And uh, especially against the Marlins. And look, now they need to come out the next two days and 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 continue and win these games against the Marlins and make it not where, you know, they do what they do and win that first game of the series and then lose the next two like they did in Toronto, like they did the series before that, or, or two before that against Braves and just kind of break our hearts. Um, they need to, to handle business. It's important. Let's get on a roll here. Let's use the fuel from the weekend, the uh, the comeback last night, and uh, and use it as fuel. As the Phillies, again, it was a really nice win last night and one they needed. You know, they needed to win that game. Harper back, that's good. JT Obviously wasn't available. Otherwise, we probably would have seen him batting instead of Ron Torres. It's worked out, obviously, but in that uh, in that spot. So you hope that JT should be back soon, and and you can maybe get rolling a little bit. Boom, you know, hitting the ball hard. Maybe it starts to find a few more holes. Um, we'll see. They definitely need to win these games at home against the Marlins. They got the Red Sox coming to town. Have been great. Um, so it's not going to get easier. And then obviously back on the road, which has been. The bane of their existence this season. So I'm hopeful. The Girardi Segura thing, by the way, Segura addressed it, said they're all good, said they love each other. So that's good to know. Happy there's harmony there. But again, I really, I really do hope that that situation, and I do think it was just Girardi kind of being frustrated and 
you know, I think after the game, even he was just frustrated and, and maybe mad that he was able to, that he did lose his cool, that all that stuff. But I think that I hope it galvanizes them. I hope it's something where, you know, they feel Girardi's frustration too. And look, it didn't feel like that for the first, you know, seven innings last night. It just didn't. I mean, they just looked like days ago again against the starter who was 26 years old, making his second start in the majors. Certainly not a world beater. Um, and again, ultimately all's well that ends well, but it was, it was for a while frustrating and they win it. And you hope that this is kind of the, the, the type of things that, that piled on top of each other can get them going a little bit and, you know, win some series and look, you know, kind of keep pace. The Mets are banged up. The Mets, you know, win last night at come from behind again against the Braves or at least, uh, in the ninth, they win it. Um, Braves, um, you know, you gain a game on them again. They've been struggling comparative to what what's expected, but injuries there. Huascar and Noah, we talked about it. Broken hand out for a couple months. They've already lost Darno. The Mets have Conforto out and McNeil out, and Tywin Walker might be out, and um, you know JD Davis is out, and you know they're missing guys. So so there is opportunity from that perspective, but the Phillies need to to find ways to be more consistent and to win more games and. You know, last night was a nice start again against the Marlins, who've been such a uh, a thorn in their side. You know, to find a way to to pull that out was uh, was much needed. It was much needed. Now again, you know, keep it rolling. You know, we can't can't get too high uh, uh, on a, on a. It was a fun one, but there there's still a lot of issues, and they need to find a way to string some together. Um, but it was a good one last night. It was a good one. Now the Phillies, as I mentioned, sitting. Um, still a game back at the Mets. The Mets at twenty and sixteen on the season. The Phillies at twenty-two and twenty. Uh, the Braves three back at the Phillies at nineteen and twenty-three. So you love to see that. They're four back at the Mets. The Marlins at eighteen and twenty-three are four and a half back at the Mets. Three and a half back at the Phillies. And the Nats are five back at the Mets and four back at the Phillies, sitting at sixteen and twenty-two. So you know, look, the Phillies are are in a, a decent spot. You look around the National League, outside the division leaders, the West looks like the the team that's really gonna uh, be a big time contender for those those wild cards. As uh, the the Giants gave Cavaliers Giants still out in front, but the Padres right there with them. The Dodgers creeping back up right behind them. Those three teams, um, certainly the Padres and the Dodgers, you expect to be in it uh, for the long haul. We'll see about the Giants if they can keep it up. It's unbelievable. I mean, they've been just awesome for Cavaliers. It's really it is so surprising uh, what they keep doing with the lack of talent. Um, and then in the central, no one getting out in front. Uh, Phillies have a, a half game better record than the, the second best two teams in the central after the Cardinals are in front. Brewers at 21 20, Cubs at 21 20. So the Phillies are right there, you know. And um, again, it's early and um, they need to be more consistent. They have to plug some holes and stuff. But it is nice to see that they are keeping pace and that there's not some things happening in the uh, standings that kind of just derail it from the jump and make it, you know, harder for this team to, once they get on a roll, even get into it. So that's why it's so important to get on a roll. Take advantage of this opportunity where people aren't jumping away from you, running away from you, so to speak. All right. uh, Big one today. Let's see if they can keep it going again. uh, Another night game tonight, 7.05er. Against the Marlins, a tougher pitching matchup from the Marlins end, so that's scary. But we got Zach Eflin on the You feel good about that? F has been obviously good far more often than he hasn't been this season, so um, you feel good about Eflin. Trevor Rogers, 
who's on the over the Marlins is nasty. He's lefty. He's really good for them. He's not someone who's going to go super deep in the game. You never know, though, if the Phils don't grind at bats. But more of a, a six, five, six inning guy. But he's going to strike guys out. He's going to look nasty. He's going to be hard to hit. So uh, hopefully the Phillies' bats come to play, you know, especially after, again, such a uh, frustrating start last night. Let's not, let's not duplicate that. Let's, uh, let's do better. Uh, and then again, tomorrow, another tough matchup as uh, Vinny, we'll see if he can keep the string going. Uh, Alcantara, Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins is really good. And so a couple tough matchups coming up. Hopefully the Phillies' bats can get going. As uh, I think it's important to win the series. you got to take one of the next two. Hopefully they can take tonight and actually have a chance to sweep. That would be pretty awesome. Either way, coming off a really nice win last night. We'll be back to talk about whatever happens tonight, tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.